Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 568 for the 24th of Sivan in a regular year. So we all know that there are many different ways by which people describe God. Often people refer to God as being omnipotent, meaning all-powerful, omnipresent, meaning that he's everywhere. People say, and we've spoken about this, how God is all-knowing. People say that God is uh, pure kindness. You know, there's so many different ways that people use to describe God. And truly, even in Hasidus, you know, as we've been seeing, there's many different uh, attributes. There's many different names of God that we use to kind of help us in understanding who God is. Not to say that God is composed of these different attributes, God forbid, you know, God is one and unified, but each one of these attributes is sort of like a different way by which we can understand who God is, you know, kind of like how we described that one person can be both a mother and a daughter and a sister and a teacher and a wife and, you know, all these different things. And uh, they're all just one person. But depending on who is addressing this person or in what context, that's the description we're going to use for the same one person. So the same thing is the case when it comes to God. Now, in Hasidus, there are two fundamental ways by which we relate to God, by which we experience God, we can say, here in this world. And that's what we're going to be focusing on today. And these two basic ways, these two fundamental ways, at first glance, really appear to be actually quite paradoxical because they kind of mean the opposite of one another. The first aspect is the transcendent nature of God. This is called in Chassidus, the light, the God, God's light of Chassidus Kol Almin, the light which surrounds all the worlds. This, this is the transcendent aspect of God, the, the part of God that is, we can call it like detached to a certain extent. It kind of like surrounds all worlds, all things equally. Uh, it's unaffected by everything in the world and it's not individualized. It's not specific to, so the light kind of just shines in this kind of like um, kind of universal, universal way. Then we have the second aspect of God, which is the aspect of how God is imminent here in this world in a very personal way, in a very specific way. This is what is called in Chassidus, the light of Mamalakol, I mean, the light that fills all the worlds. So at first glance, right, this seems to be really paradoxical that how is it that God is both transcendent and imminent at the same time? But we know, of course, that God is 
perfect. God is everything and God is beyond any of these terms. So he is able to be both of these things at the same time. And this is the amazing paradox of who God is. And so today we're really going to be focusing on these two lights, these two aspects of God, the light of Sovel Kalamin that transcends all the world and the light of Mamali Kalamin that fills all the worlds. So we're going to start off by examining the light of Sovel Kalamin, which surrounds all the worlds. And the way to understand this is actually by way of an analogy, which the Ultra Rabbit brings up in terms of a person, because we know that we are created in the image of God. So there's a lot of ways that we can understand God by looking at ourselves and looking at the way that our mind operates. And we're going to begin today's discussion of looking at this uh, this aspect of God surrounding all the worlds, the Sovel Kalamin, by looking at the phrase to wrap your head around a concept. So... This is a very common term that we use when we are trying to understand something, when we're trying to grasp something, maybe usually something that is really new to us, a, a novel concept, something that is really hard for us to understand at first glance. And then we do, then we really, we try to make sense of it. And we say, I'm trying to wrap my head around this idea, this thing that you're telling me. So maybe you've, you've thought of this. Uh, phrase at times when you've been listening to this podcast, perhaps that you've been trying to wrap your head around some of these concepts that we've been learning. So if you think about this phrase, it's really interesting because it's actually alluding to a very deep idea. It's alluding to the fact that when we have a concept that we're trying to grasp in our mind, what our mind is actually doing is it's wrapping itself around that concept. And what we're going to be learning about today is this actually has a parallel in God. And there's a parallel in the sense of the way that we, when we wrap our head around a certain concept, this alludes to the fact that we understand and that we know this concept. God does a very similar thing in the sense of when we say that God wraps himself around the world, that he knows everything in the world, he's also wrapping his head, so to speak, around the world. And the phrase for this in Hebrew, in uh, in Kabbalistic and Hasidic literature is sovev kol almin, encompasses all the world. However, just as important as it is for us to know this and, and try to relate to this idea of the wrapping our head around something in the sense that God also wraps his himself around the world, we also have to understand the difference between us and God in this sense. Because at the end of the day, when we are wrapping our head around a concept, around an idea, at the end of the day, it, we say this and we mean it in a very figurative way. Like we're not actually wrapping our head around the concept itself. Like we are on an intellectual and on a, in a figurative kind of sense that there's like a, a conception of this idea in our minds. However, the actual idea itself, the actual thing itself that we're thinking about is not inside of our heads, right? Like that would be ridiculous to think about. So like, for example, if we were trying to understand the way that a, a Tesla works, right? Like a an electric vehicle. So if we're trying to wrap our head around how a Tesla works and somebody explains to us the, the intricacies of the whole thing and we study many books and things like that and read a lot of articles. So we're wrapping our head around the concept of the Tesla on some level 
in a way that we can understand. However, the Tesla exists outside of our mind. It's not inside of our head, right? Like that would be ridiculous to think that it was inside of our head. However, when it comes to God, this is where the difference lies. Because when it comes to God, and when we talk about God and the way that he knows the world and the way that he wraps himself around the world, the way he is so Almin, all of the worlds, not just our worlds, but all of the worlds, then we literally mean this. We mean that God is literally encompassing all the worlds, meaning that the worlds literally are contained within him. Because we know that the difference between the concept that we're grasping and the world when it comes to us and when it comes to God is we didn't create this concept. This is a concept that exists outside of who we are versus when it comes to the world, the entire world that God is grasping was created and is being constantly created by him and actually its entire existence and substance actually is only there because God is constantly bringing it into creation something from nothing at all times. So let's see how the Altar Abba explains this. So for context, again, we are still in the middle of chapter seven of Sharia Chudvamuna. It's quite a long chapter. We still are going to be with this chapter for another few days. And so here we go. So the Altar Abba says that in uh, continue, continuing from last time, where we were talking about this idea about how it is that God fills all the worlds, but yet is not affected by any of the worlds. Now we're going to look at another aspect of God, not the aspect of God that fills all the worlds, but the aspect of God that encompasses all the worlds the Soviv Kalami. And then the altar Rabbi says that we can understand this, we can somewhat understand this idea of Soviv Kalami, of encompassing all the worlds, when we think of it, how it is that a person meditates upon some type of concept in their mind, or upon some physical object in their mind. Then we say that this person's mind and thoughts encompass this object, which is illustrated in inside of their thoughts or their minds. So, like, let's say if you think about a car, then that car is encompassed within your thoughts. However, we're not as actually grasping the car itself. We're not act actually grasping the thing itself truly in like a, a literal sense, as was explained in the introduction. And this is where it differs for God, because when it comes to God, we know that there's a teaching, and this comes from Yeshayahu chapter 55, verse 8, where it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts. So the way that we think is not the way God thinks. God, God's thoughts and our thoughts are very different. And we've talked about this previously in Tanya as well, where we, where we, we learned that God's thoughts and God's knowledge in the sense that when we say that God knows all of his creations, this means that God is actually literally encompassing every single creation in a literal and actual sense. Because why? Like, what, what does this mean that God is encompassing every single thing in a literal and actual sense? Because we know that God's knowledge is the vitality and the existence of every single thing. And it's bringing into existence something from nothing, every single creation. Cre creature every single creation in a true and actual sense at every moment so that's the end of the section so just to recap so again so th there's an aspect of god that we're focusing on today which is the aspect of god who encompasses all the worlds who surrounds all the worlds and the way that we can understand this kind of in a definitional sense what this means is the way that we understand or grasp a concept or an idea or a thing in our minds like when we 
think of a certain object or when we think of a concept in our minds, then we say that we are wrapping our head around this concept or the thing itself, or grasping the object in our mind. But when we say this, we mean this in a figurative sense. We don't mean that we literally have a car inside of our head when we all know that, right? Versus for God, it's very different because when God encompasses the world with his knowledge, we literally mean that the world is within him, that the, that the, that God is encompassing the literal world because we know that the, the world, not only our world, but all of the worlds, their entire vitality and their entire existence is God's knowledge itself. That's where it's coming from. That's where it receives its vitality from. And now the altar is going to go on and give some focus and attention to the second aspect of God that we mentioned in the introduction, namely the aspect of God which fills all the worlds, otherwise known as memalek kolamin. So while on the one hand, we say that God transcends all of the worlds and is not affected by all of the worlds and encompasses all worlds equally, at the same time, we also say that God is very much imminent and God is very much here in this world in a very deep and personal way. God is a personal God. So we've spoken about this before, that a mistake that a lot of scholars, even very, you know, intelligent scholars have made is they think of God as being this aloof kind of being who created the world something for nothing once upon a time and then kind of left it as is and he's standing from afar or sitting from afar flying far from afar however you want to uh, imagine it in your mind and just like kind of looking in a cursory way on the world below but we know according to Chassidus that that's not at all true and we know that according to Chassidus God is very much a personal God and God is very much involved in the intricate aspects of our lives and the nitty-gritty aspects of our lives and our thoughts and our actions and everything that we do and that's the focus of what it is that we're going to be discussing today is this other aspect of God this aspect of God that we know of in Chassidus as Memale Kolamin that he fills all the worlds and what we mean by this, what we mean by this imminent, uh, imminent aspect of God is that God is very much present and very much here and very much involved in every single aspect of creation, such that when we look at the details of creation, the, the dimensions of, the cre- of every creation, the physiology of every single created being, it all is coming from God and it's all very, very much thought out. It's extremely fine-tuned. So a while back, I, uh, I I mentioned that I was reading this book called Is Atheism Dead um, by Eric McTex- McTexas. And one of the things that really stuck with me from that book is that he described how with the atheists of the world, quote unquote, or the agnostics of the world, the 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 one single concept that seems to really stump them is the aspect of the fine-tuned universe, is that when we look at the universe around us, when we look at, uh, at creation, when we look at the stars, at the sun, the moon, everything is so extremely fine-tuned that if one little part of creation was even like a millimeter off, there's a good chance that our world would not be able to exist. Everything is extremely exacting, down to the amount of water that we have in our body, down to the, our heartbeat everything, the atmosphere around us, it's its very, very, very specific and it's very well thought out. So we know according to Chassidus that this isn't random, but that this in fact comes from God because we know that God is the one who is running the show. God is the one who's creating the world something from nothing at all times and making sure that these details are exact. So getting back into the text and seeing how the Altar Rebbe explains this. So the Altar Rebbe says that the aspect of Mamalik Kolamin, which is by contrast from Soviv Kolamin, what is Mamalik Kolamin? Mamalik Kolamin is the vitality and the vestment 
within every single essence of every single creature, which is constricted within them with a great constriction according to the being of this the particular creation who is limited and finite in their uh in in terms of quality and in terms of quantity and now the ultra rib brings a particular type of creation to illustrate this namely the sun and as my own personal thoughts on this matter as a side note i think it's really interesting that the ultra rib brings the example of the sun here, especially because we see, we've seen already that in several places in Chassidus, the sun is actually used often as an analogy for understanding God and how God relates to the world. But what the altar is doing here is my understanding, like my thoughts on the matter is he's bringing us, he's putting this in perspective and he's reminding us that as great as the sun is, the sun is also still merely, but a creation of God, which has a certain dimensions to it. It has certain limitations. It's, uh, it's, it has a certain distance to it. It's, we know that it is according to the Tanya here, it says that it's approximately 167 times the size of the globe of the earth. And, um, I'm not, a, <laughs> I'm not an astronomer. So if anybody wants to verify that or has thoughts on that, you're welcome to write that in the, in the commentary on YouTube or wherever you want to post the commentary for that. But uh, basically, so the main idea is that we know that the sun, as great as it is, has dimensionality to it. It has limitations. It has a diameter, right? And it has specific qualities and it has specific aspects to it, namely its light, for example. And we know that it has a certain amount of um, limits to that. It's, it's not unlimited in the amount that it can light. Like, sure, we think of the sun as being the source of light, but at, at the same time, it's not unlimited in its power to light. Why is it not unlimited? Because it too is a creation, just like all other creations. And all creations are limited and finite in this way. Because we know that an there's this, there's this idea, and this is a citation from uh, Masachat Chagiga in the Gemara, page 13a, where it says that from the heaven, from the earth to the heaven is a journey of 500 years. So there's like this idea of like, when we talk about, I don't know if it's like speaking poetically or figuratively, or, or if that's truly the case, but there's this aspect of from the earth to the heaven, it's a 500 year journey. And so that may seem like a really long time, but 500 years, nevertheless, is a finite amount of time. It's an amount of time, which again, points to this idea of the limitation of creation. And thus, all of this is pointing this to this idea that the vitality that's vested within all of these created beings is in a way that is extremely constricted. It's, very, it's a very intense constriction because it must first go through many, many constrictions, many contractions in order for it to be able to come and to bring into being from its light these different types of creations as they are that are limited and uh, and finite in scope so that's the end of the section and so just to bring it all together so basically so what the ultra bit is really focusing on here is that whereas yesterday we really focused on this like infinite infinite nature of god this aspect of god which transcends all the worlds which in which he doesn't change in which the there's all the going on in the world, like down here, or even in the higher worlds above. And then there's God who's kind of above it all. And even though we know that he is very much involved, we know that he's also unchanging. Today, we focused on the 
flip side of the coin, the aspect where God is very much present here in this world. And while it's true that God is doesn't change in his way, in, his, in himself, within himself, nevertheless, he has the ability to vest every single created being in its own particular way with its specific amount of vitality that it needs to have. The specific amount of dimensionality and the dimension and the um, specific qualities that make each creation what it is. And in order to do this, there needs to be an intense constriction and contraction of God's light. Because as we learned about previously, if God were to just like shine his light in a totally unobscured way, nothing would be able to have any existence of its own. So God's and tremendous ability to contract himself, to obscure himself, to constrict himself is what allows for these created beings to have their particular aspects, their particular qualities and dimensions to them. So that's it for today. And we will continue tomorrow. Uh, again, still continuing with chapter seven of Sharia Chodbamuna, and I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzchak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Top project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.